Welcome to the Bros and Blokes Lifestyle Academy. The show with unique perspectives on the modern man. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Bros and Blokes Lifestyle Academy. It is a glorious Saturday morning here. It is milder than usual. We like good mild temperature here in, in good old Missouri. <laughs> I'm once again joined by Mr. Tyler Gatlin. How are you, sir? Doing well, James. How are you? I'm loving that Chiefs hat you're wearing. Go oh, Chiefs. Thank you. Go as, Chiefs. Go Chiefs. As we record, they are about <laughs> to step into the playoff realm. You may notice uh, from our subsequent recordings if they do well or not, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Go Chiefs. And I'm also with Mr. Alan with a K, Callan Smith. How are you? Oh, great, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I haven't had my dose of Marmite yet. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? Get on that. You'll, you'll just wake up out of bed. And just I wake right. up. There's a job. <laughs> take a swig. <laughs> take a, or, you know, just, do you, do you, is it like a dollop? Like you just get a dollop on your finger? Oh, dude. Like you, tobacco. You, you, you just get in there. Stick it behind the lip. <laughs> you know, American <laughs> football players should really be smearing that yeah. on their face oh because that would just give them that extra potency. Yeast yeah. is great for the skin. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who hasn't heard of that? Come on now. Yeah. And throwing up. And throwing up. But once again, yeah, and the transition there is is pretty wild because how do you go from throwing up with Marmite on your face to romantic comedies you can both enjoy? You can't. But anyway, for today's episode, I open with a question. Have you ever been in a situation on a Friday night where you and your significant other are trying to find something to watch on TV? You start scrolling through the romantic comedies and you find there's nothing that you can both agree to watch. Has that happened to you guys? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. No, I feel like I spend more time scrolling for movies than mm. actually watching the movie. Boom. Yeah, my scrolling uh, game is real. Yeah, it's kind of like, we don't have Blockbuster anymore. <laughs> I used to wander around Blockbuster forever yeah. trying to figure out what I'm going to watch. You do and laps. I miss that. They time yeah. I miss yeah. that. Yeah. That was well, like steps. <laughs> <laughs> well, never fear, guys, because the bros and blokes to the rescue, as today we're going to go over some of our favorite romance comedies that we believe has enjoyable factors for everyone. Each of us has brought a movie to the table. Might be new, might be old, might be British, question mark. Uh, hope- I, thought, I thought you were Tasmanian. Could be Tasmanian too. <laughs> um, but hopefully, Tasmanian romantic comedies. Let's just take a sidestep there, real quick. I mean, they are on point. I mean, don't ever diss those. Name one. Uh, later. But hopefully. <laughs> Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, uh, we can introduce you to some classic romantic comedies that you may never have heard of or may have heard of and can agree with us on our opinions that both people uh, can enjoy them. Tyler is going to get the ball rolling this week. So, Tyler, what movie do you recommend that both Kelly and I could potentially enjoy? So, my first film today is Fifty First Dates. A lot nice. of you might have heard this or have seen this movie before, but how I'm going to kind of go over my movies that I picked today, I'm just going to kind of read just the synopsis of it. So, Playboy vet Henry sets his heart on romancing Lucy, but she has short-term memory loss. She can't remember anything that happens the day before. So every morning, Henry has to woo her again. Her friends and family are very protective, and Henry must convince them that he is in it for the love. So, for me, honestly, I, I really enjoyed this movie because you kind of get this like playboy character that ends up finding love through kind of the efforts of winning a woman over every day. Mm-hmm. She can't remember you, so every day you wake up and you kind of attack that day as like, how am I going to win this woman over nice and i mean 50 first dates it's kind of self-explanatory so it's kind of like 50 attempts in 50 new days to come up with something new something different you're finding out more and more about this woman so you kind of figure out maybe things she's likes and things that can attract her so um 
there's a lot of like dedication, determination, time, effort, and patience kind of put into this situation. Okay. So it just kind of shows a lot to me about a, a male character that's kind of willing to do those things, nice. you know, f- for love. Um, so it could show, everyone can kind of relate. It could show someone that is just never give up no matter how difficult the task is. There you go. So I like that. And it came out... 2004 is when it came out. Okay. It is, what is it? let's see. Make sure it's for everyone. Rated PG-13. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, PG-13. <laughs> Make you sure. You know, some people just don't want to watch an offensive movie. You said mm-hmm. for everybody. So this is, this is my one. My other one might not be for everyone. But hey, it's still there. Um, so this is definitely a movie I feel like it's just it can relate to a lot of a lot of people, mm-hmm. man or woman. And I like, too, you got a couple of star power. you got Adam Sandler, yeah. Barry Moore, Rob Schneider. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. This, for those guys, it was kind of like, especially Adam Sandler at the time, he was getting really big onto the scene yeah. there. And yeah. Was for this sure. his first, like, big romantic comedy, or did he do... I mean, uh, I, well, it depends. Like, Billy <laughs> yeah. Madison can be say, construed you as can a, kind of a consider a lot comedy, of, yeah. water boy. Yeah, like, true, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's got that kind of niche locked down. But you're right. I think the the nature of the story too and how he's having to woo her every single time. And it's a very unique story. You've never really heard of a situation yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, just a lot of funny scenes. Like mm-hmm. every day, like, I mean, he plans for his car to break down. He acts, he ties himself up and he's just like <laughs> trying to be saved by her and like different situations that it's just, to me, it's just funny. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good experience for the family. Even. Good, good blends of humor as well. Yeah. Depending on what kind of humor you like, there's kind of the subtlety, there's the more slapstick. So it's got a little bit of everything in, yeah. in there for yeah, everyone. For sure. For sure. Uh, Drew Barrymore kills it um, as Lucy, but, uh, but yeah, great, great choice. Good, good one to start oh, off well, with. Thanks James. Well, you're welcome man. That's what, that's what I do here. I just <laughs> gratitude all around. Uh, all right, Callan, you're up next. Uh, uh, what is your pick? Yeah, I thought I'd go uh, for the solid R-rated film here. And uh, for fun-loving party animal, Ben Stone, the last thing he ever expected was for his one-night stand to show up on his doorstep eight weeks later to tell him she's pregnant with his child. We've all been there, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Knocked Up uh, came out in 2007, starring Seth Rogen and uh, Catherine Heigl. Has also has Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann, uh, one of Judd Apatow's earlier films mm-hmm. this movie i watched it again for uh I, I haven't watched it in forever but i watched it again the other day it's amazing and not because the dialogue's outstanding or anything like that it's just the the situations and circumstances that you see specifically with uh the fathers with paul rudd who is an established married man who has several kids uh he's trying to get away from his wife telling her oh yeah you know i gotta go do this this job thing she thinks that he's having an affair he's over at his buddy's house doing a baseball draft because he he's afraid she's going to be pissed at him <laughs> because he, <laughs> she wants him to be around the house more and and at the same time you have seth rogan who is is a lovable loser uh doesn't have anything going for him when he hooks up with this chick who's way out of his league but then uh it's this journey of him not just talking with her and trying to reconcile and and make things work uh, but also, like you see moments where he he goes and talks to his dad, and you know, and he's terrified, and he's like, "Dad, I don't know what to do." And his dad's like, "You know, son, like this is the, you were the best thing that ever happened to me, and this is a great thing." Mm-hmm. And and I really appreciated the movie more after watching that, just because you you get those different uh, family dynamics of like, hey, there's this married guy with kids, and he's kind of struggling and and having this these relationship issues, and then there's this guy who's about to have a kid and he's struggling with these relationship issues and uh it, it's just it, it's fun it's entertaining 
It's disgusting. They show crowning, and that's just <laughs> oh, you know, wow. things you oh, never yeah. never thought you. Yeah. <laughs> I never want to see that again. That was that was horrible. But yeah, overall, like this, is, it's a fantastic movie. I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, knocked it, up solid, and uh, I think it's sporting like a a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, yeah. So I was going to say rating wise did pretty well. Uh, it made two hundred nineteen million in the yeah. box office when it came out. It did that's very that's oh seven. Uh, yeah, yeah. That seems pretty high for I mean movie I think it was, that uh, the highest. It stayed at the top for eight to ten weeks. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. And so why haven't... Because, I mean, I remember seeing this movie, but I didn't immediately think, oh, I've got to go see it. How did this movie become so successful? Was it because of star power like Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd? Was I, that I think kind in of... a way, it's actually pretty relatable. Okay. But also, yeah. it's it's pretty funny. I like all of, <laughs> all of Seth Rogen, him and his friends are trying to build a website called Flesh of the Stars where you... <laughs> You know, you <laughs> you type in your your favorite actress, and it'll show like her nude scenes in like specific whether there's times. whether there's boobs or bush, like <laughs> yeah, specific times. And then they've put all this time and effort into this. And at first, his uh, the Catherine Heigl, her character is like grossed out by it. Now she's watching these movies with him, and she's shouting out, "Oh, credit Bush! Look, look! There's it's in the oh, it's in the first thirty seconds." And they're so excited about it together. And then uh, someone breaks the news to him that hey, there's a thing called Mister Skin. And it's devastating. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like stupid things like that. But at the same time, uh, some of the interactions that they have and some of the the issues that they have, both as a a couple who don't really know each other and they're thrust in this situation where it's like, oh my God, I'm pregnant with your kid. You know, what what do I do? And uh, and then also with Paul Redd and his wife, uh, it it is relatable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what what you get hit with. And that's why it's such... A fun movie. Nice, man. Good choice. I'll take that for sure. Knocked Up. Uh, can you watch it on Netflix and stuff like that? Uh, I actually rented it on Amazon. You rented it? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Good to know. All right. On to me. And I'm starting off with a Tasmanian classic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's British. Uh, Love Actually, an episodic movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of those. Uh, an episodic movie telling nine different stories about how a couple began their relationship and how they fell in love. Each story may or may not uh, have a perfect ending, but each person views love in a different way. And so, just to kick it off, that's why... Have you guys seen this movie, Love Actually? Have you heard of it, seen it? I have heard about it a lot. Okay. I've never watched it. Have you seen it? Likewise. Likewise. Okay. Well, why not? Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I think it's like one of those things, like Game of Thrones, everyone talks about it, talks about it, and you're like... Well, I haven't watched it, but now I don't want to. <laughs> now I don't want to. Yeah, I get that. I hear it. And then I watched it, and I was super disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't think about the second part. Um, no, seriously, that's one of the reasons why it became so popular, because it is episodic in nature. It's not telling just one or two stories that are kind of interwoven. There's like a whole bunch of different stories um, going on at the same time. Some of those stories do interlink, which is actually kind of nice towards the end there. But um, you do have your traditional love story, your love triangles, but then you kind of have stories of a widowed father, stories of a horny young man going to America. Um, you have different... <laughs> What's his name, Jane Rose? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a movie about me. Um, oh, it is kind of funny, though. British guy goes to America, gets with three women. Anyway. Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, watch the movie. See, now you want to see it. Um, <laughs> I sold. Do. sold. He's in. Uh, came out in 2003, but, I mean, the movie... Yeah, arguably it's losing some of its kind of timeless qualities, but still very relevant in certain aspects. Uh, it was directed by Richard Curtis, who I don't know if you guys have heard the name, but he was famed for British movies like Four Weddings and a Funeral. He helped write Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, yeah, that um, timeless classic. He's got that romantic arm there with this movie. 
movie, so he's uh, he's part of that. And the best part, lots of star power. So Liam Nielsen's in it, and he doesn't play the Taken-esque kind of person. He is the widowed father. <laughs> yes. So he's like... He doesn't have a particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> not in this movie. Kira oh. um, Knightley, Martin Freeman. Oh. Uh, this is kind of where his career is starting to really take off. He's in this movie. Uh, Hugh Grant, of course. Uh, Emma Thompson, Colin Firth. Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, makes a cameo. Wow. Uh, okay. His no part bad. is actually no pretty... No Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Uh, this is too soon for him. But Bill Nye, not the science guy. Um, oh, yeah. well, and it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <He's really laughs> Get rid of it. Uh, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. So not too terrible. 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, really? If you love... Hmm? Really? Uh, that kind of surprises me. 7.6 out of 10? Everyone talks about it all yeah. the time. Like yeah. It's like the best movie ever, really. Well, I mean, that's probably all for me. No, I'm just kidding. Well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so British awkward humor. If you like some of that awkward, embarrassing, kind of cringeworthy moments, uh, that what's kind of makes it kind of funny. Uh, can be disguised as a Christmas movie. Uh, obviously, they're doing Countdown yeah. to Christmas and certain things are time sensitive to Christmas. Um, it is rated R. Um, the most bizarre scene, I did write this down in my notes, uh, is the scene with two uh, actors filming a porno and they end up falling in love <laughs> not to spoil it too much but it's kind of obvious and martin freeman is one of those actors That's like awesome. they're, they're filming a, a scene for a porno he, he's filming a porno scene he's he's filming <laughs> yeah uh he's filming a scene wow. for a porno and they're like yeah can you just cup her breast this way and they're like oh so how do you get into this industry and it's it's you have to see it it's huh. kind of awkward but funny at the same time uh runs two hours 50 minutes and it is currently still available on netflix oh, cool. so oh, okay. nice. if you're now officially intrigued by my by uh, analysis then go ahead and check it out yeah, maybe i will maybe you will all right uh tyler so back to you movie number two movie number two we're going with forgetting sarah marshall Love this it. is another this is going to be the second judd apatow um, nice film on this episode today uh, came out in 2008 uh, starring Jason Siegel uh, Kristen Bell and uh, Mila Kunis don't forget Russell Brand a uh, little cameo a little bit of uh, Jonah Hill in there and uh, what is his name <laughs> uh, Bill um, I know he's talking about oh what is his name it's gonna bug me now it's, it's, it's Jason Siegel's brother Bill Hader any, Bill Hader thank oh, you yeah. so much sorry I should have this down it's all good it's my movie <laughs> um but so so how how it is or what this film's about is a it's a struggling magi- uh, musician uh, Peter Preter, which is Jason Siegel, uh, better known as the boyfriend of TV star Sarah Marshall, which is played by Kristen Bell. After she dumps him while he's naked, mind you, he feels lost <laughs> and alone, but makes this last decision. Uh, kind of came up with, I'm going to go to Hawaii and I'm going to go stay at this resort that I heard about, pretty much from her. But anyway, he goes, and at that same time while he's there, Kristen Bell or Sarah Marshall and Russell Brand's character uh, are at the same resort. So how do, it's, it, the movie is pretty much how he handles being at this resort with the woman he was just dumped by for this new guy, which happens to be like a huge like rock star, a very popular rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I really enjoyed this because it's more of like, it's got this raunchy side to it. This, you know, this for me, I like more of a raunchy comedy. Okay. Not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff to this. You got this guy that's just honestly just got dumped trying to figure it out. He's literally like sobbing while he's like having sex with women. 
<laughs> you know, it show, it, it, to me, on the, on the, as, as funny as those scenes are in a lot of this film is, it shows kind of how vulnerable men can be after heartbreak. And then from there, it's just turning that sad and self-loathing time into like motivation to move on, grow up, maybe accomplish your goals. And that's kind of to give, not to give away the ending to this, but that's kind of how this movie ends. Mm. Um, you know, you can't put a real time on the healing process or finding love after heartbreak, but uh, kind of, you just got to put yourself out there and doing things that might be outside of your comfort zone and you never know, mm. you know, and that's exactly what he did in this movie. You know, he figured out a way to, to kind of get over her with, kind of the help of the front desk associate, Rachel, um, who is played by Mila Kunis. And she's inviting him to things that he might be uncomfortable doing, you know, jumping off a cliff or whatever. So he's falling in love again with someone that's just kind of getting him outside of that comfort zone. And just, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, you might think that heartbreak is the end, but it's, you know, it could be the beginning of something Mm -hmm. new. That's a good point. Um, Yeah. So like I said, as funny as this film is, there's a lot of like kind of back in, like if you kind of dive deep into it, it's like, man, you know, we're vulnerable creatures as well. Yeah, that's very true. And I think that's, you you hit a good point there with the whole, like everyone feels like the world is ending when they get broken up or, you know, the end of relationship. But, uh, you know, there are certain elements where you expect the unexpected, like good things come about you know of how it happens and right. this movie kind of teaches us that and you know comedy aside obviously i love russell brown i think he's a he's a wild character <laughs> oh you, i uh, bet james <laughs> <laughs> all the characters <laughs> i name yeah. and russell brand yeah. right, gotcha. I, I get what you're saying well, actually Mila kudis uh every time i hear her name there was a sketch from uh, family guy no, no 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 uh it was from the mtv uh movie awards Oh, and okay. they had Mike Myers and Dana Carvey come out and reprise their roles as Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. And they're talking about all the Oscar nominated films of that year. They're talking about like Toy Story. I think Toy Story 3 came out that year. And they're like, I don't understand this. They're like, why, why does anybody want to watch a movie about a kid that wants to play with his Woody and stuff like that? <laughs> and, and it was really funny. But they're talking Black Swan was one of those uh, oh, yeah, nominated yeah, yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. So Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman are in it. And they're talking about that. And they're like, yeah, man, have you seen have you seen the movie Black Swan with Natalie Portman? Oh, man, she's so hot. He's like, yeah, I totally make a Mila out of her cuteness. And I was like, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, my <That's> goodness. Awesome. <laughs> oh, man, there it is. Oh, gosh. I can't uh, stop. I can never stop thinking about her, telling her name. Mila Kunis. Um, movie came out with $105.2 million in box office. That's pretty solid there as well. Um, Apatow Productions, Universe Pictures. Yeah, I mean, good choice again uh, for, for getting Sarah Marshall. Um, nice work on that. Yeah, Jason Siegel's great, man. He is, yes. he is good. I love him. Uh, good work on that too. Um, okay, Callan, over to you for your second movie. <coughs> oh, man. Uh, oldie but a goodie. Uh, 1973. Whoa. Back in time. William Here we go. Goldman wrote a little book called The Princess Bride. And it was made to a movie in 1987 where Peter Falk sat down with his sick grandson, Fred Savage. Oh, man. And read a book. <laughs> <laughs> and that book has turned into a cult classic. Okay, uh, Starring nice. Kel- Carrie Elway. Is it Elway's? I, oh. I never have really learned how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, uh, L, it L- reads E-L-S. I don't even know. I, don't, I feel like you have to make fun oh, of Oh, he's English. I should know the answer to that. But yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, sorry, sorry, bud. Well, he's, well, <laughs> it maybe, <laughs> maybe because you're Tasmanian. That's right, uh, yeah. Yeah, so Carrie's in it. Robin Wright, Manny Patekin, uh Andre the Giant. This is just a, a fantastic movie about a, a, a grandfather trying to explain I guess to expand his grandson's creative horizons. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you, you have that great opening scene where Fred Savage is sick and he doesn't 
want to read, you know, he doesn't want his grandpa to read this stupid love story to him because love stories are dumb. Ugh. And then by the end, he's like, no, no, no. What happened, grandpa? Ah. And he's like so upset, and distraught about some of the things that happened throughout the movie. And he's, I think that part, that part of it to me was like, that's, that's actually awesome mm-hmm. that his grandpa did that, took the time out to try and read this story to him, but also how just telling a story it can have such a huge impact on your kid mm-hmm. or, you know, someone in your family. I think it's really cool. But this film is, it's been inducted into the uh, national film registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Oh, wow. Uh, it's one of the top 50. It's been named one of the top 50, 100 funniest movies of all time. Damn. Oh, uh, wow. It didn't do amazing at the box office, but the critical response has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is nuts. Uh, it has an A-plus on CinemaScore. Uh, it's a love story about Princess Buttercup and the swashbuckling <laughs> debonair <laughs> <laughs> stable boy. <laughs> yeah, only $30.9 and its budget was 16 Yeah. Yeah, <gasps> yeah it didn't that... crush. It barely made back what it spent. Yeah, like it and I know you factor in inflation and all that stuff yeah. over the years, but still, I mean, you want to expect percentage-wise more of a return on that. But, uh, okay, nice. So... Princess, I don't know, maybe this is just me being weird, but like when you see a movie that's called The Princess Bride, do yeah, you think you there's a stipulation? Instantly that just, think, oh, yeah. it's a Disney movie or it's someone. Right. Uh, it's not for, it's not for guys. Right, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's, for, it's a little girl's movie. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I thought when I was a kid. Sure, like, sure. Princess Bride, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. And then one day, <laughs> some people are watching this movie and I sat down and I'm watching this. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then it ended up being really cool. I'm like, whoa, this movie's really good. What is this? And they're like, it's the Princess Bride. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you judge a book by its cover. Right. You know, that happens. Yeah. It happens. Maybe that's why it didn't do so well. I, I think know. Maybe so. that's just being I actually think so. hypercritical. Really but that's interesting. Okay. Well, nice choice as well. Though. We'll take that for sure. All right. Uh, the last one then, uh, my second one, I've gone with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, hey, hey, it's quality. This is a very unique movie in the sense that you've got your you've got your love story. Guy is trying to get the girl, but it's told in such a unique way. So it explores. Uh, uh, how do I say this? Uh, I've got it written here. A night love actually where love explores many ages. This falls strictly in teen love. So getting a girlfriend, being part of a band. Um, the story revolves around young bass guitarist Scott Pilgrim, who must, in video game style, defeat seven ex-boyfriends in order to prove his worth. <laughs> and not all our boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. It's a side twist. Uh, the boyfriends are all stereotypical representation, representations of douchebags, essentially, uh, each with their own unique power that Scott must find a way <laughs> to overcome. Uh, on face value, it doesn't look anything like a romantic comedy. Uh, but that's almost what makes it so unique and so fun and so watchable. We see it from the side of the hopeless romantic who seems out of the girls' league to the fact that he is able to rise up and defeat, potentially defeat, these seven ex-boyfriends. And it puts a fun twist on the show to see how he actually has to prove his love. Um this is a wild ride because with each ex-boyfriend or relationship, you almost don't know what to expect. You know, you kind of get introduced to the concept when we meet the first ex-boyfriend and the whole, oh, you've got to defeat me in order to, you know, win her over. But then as you get used to the concept, you're meeting these new people, it still throws you a curveball. I didn't expect to see this person or this person. Oh, now there's twins? Um, (laughs) Yeah, that whole part of it just makes it so unique, so crazy. 
And it's directed by Edgar Wright, who <laughs> for me... Edgar Wright. Is, you love him? Yeah. Um, he's directed some of my favorite movies yes. of all time, uh, notably Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite films. Oh, it's that is insane. A ripoff of uh, Bad Boys. So do watch that. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's, he's directed some of my favorites. And his style that he puts in on this movie, it's very comic book-esque. It's very video game-esque. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one bit where he's like, oh, I've got to get a life. And he reaches up and catches yeah. a life, literally, <laughs> right. from the... <laughs> from the uh, from the sky um came out in 2010 so it's still got some relevance there uh does have a pretty badass soundtrack uh, uh, what's the soundtrack oh it's pretty wild if you like that kind of genre um witty lines like i said video game-esque graphics uh notable faces include chris evans he plays one of the yep. ex-boyfriends oh, wow. yeah uh brandon anna kendrick Ruth. say brandon ruth yep indeed yeah, um, superman. So, yeah we're getting all the superpower here uh anna kendrick brie larson is in it. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she, she plays, is. Uh, she plays, I can't remember the character she plays, but she is in it. Uh, Michael Sarah, of course, plays the, of course, uh, of course. the leader. Uh, scored 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, I'm not sure if you can get it on Netflix. It, it's a shame it didn't make as much. Like they, yeah, they spent, it what, 80, 85? Oh, I didn't actually see that part. Did it not do no, it didn't. too good? 85 million budget box office yeah. was 47.7. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So but not as great. I wonder no, why. Not a great showing. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Because yeah. it, was, it was a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually love Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's a solid and, choice, and man. some of the like some of the lines too that they come out with is yeah. just very witty, very quick. No, it's very... great. Just him and his roommate, yeah, like, is hysterical, and yeah, yeah him and the band. And isn't the roommate Macaulay Culkin's brother? Yes. Okay, Kieran, yeah, Kieran I was right that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it. It's a great movie that brings both people together because there's something for both people. If you like the video games, if you like the romantic comedies, if you like the kind of teen love story. Um, there's different elements you can kind of pick from there that everyone can kind of relate, enjoy, get on board with. Um, I kind of want to watch it again at some point yeah, just because it's the, the vegan powers, man. That was so good. <laughs> vegan powers. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I, I haven't watched it in a bit, but I haven't. I don't remember the order of the boyfriends, and uh, obviously I the last. Like Chris Evans was the first one. Was he one of the I first? So. Okay, yeah. Because when you see him, and you're like, oh wow, okay, yeah. what's he going to bring? And it's not always about strength. There's always uh-huh. like a, I don't know. War of Words, or like we saw with the twins. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the World was my pick for that one. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please do find it somewhere. I think it's going to be available on some kind of streaming uh, website or the like. Um, all right, guys, any final comments on any of those movies? Any thoughts? Any takeaways? Feel pretty confident about what pretty we've Pretty confident. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I felt like we all brought some good movies, something different. There we go. Yeah. We'll take that for yeah. sure. All right, guys. Well, that does officially wrap up then our episode on romantic comedies you can both enjoy. Hopefully, we've given you some ideas for movies that you, again, may or may not have heard of that you will want to check out. Uh, So that'll do it. After you have found a love of movies from this episode, go ahead and share that love by subscribing to our weekly show, which can be done via Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on many other popular podcast platforms as well. Uh, And check out our social media outlets. We've got Twitter at BBLifestylePod, Instagram at BB Life Pod and ooh, deep breath facebook.com slash BB Life Pod so go check out those gents this was great time to get tipsy and until next time bye